Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 8 of Middle of the Row, the podcast. Today, we're going to listen to people rage about Mother, but before that, what has everybody else been watching? I finished, um, the so the season finale of The Strain was last night, and I finished that. Uh, Is that all you have to say? Well, I, I, I thought it was good. Season or series? Uh, the series finale. Okay. It's the fourth season, um, and it's over now, but uh, it was kind of a mixed ending, but that kind of suits the show itself, because it had a lot of like really high stuff, and then a lot of lows as well, so... Um, um, I didn't realize, uh, I was looking up the guy who plays Javier Bardem's like, publicist dude at the end of Mother, he's, like, he's one of those, those guys' actors, he's in a bunch of stuff. But I was just trying to figure out what else he had been in recently. But apparently he's on the strain as one of the vampire leaders, I think. Um, and I was just surprised. He looked completely unrecognizable in the pictures I saw from the show. Oh, was it uh, Eichhorst? I'm not sure. Do you remember that, the name? I can look it up while you yeah, tell me what I... else you watched. Well, I saw Mother, but we'll get into that later. I also... Still playing Destiny 2. Loving it. So good. So good. What's your power level? 272, I want to say. What's the cap? 350. Um, Okay. But once you hit 265, there's a bit of a lull. It's harder to get gear, so I'm kind of struggling now. Yeah, I'm like a 130, maybe. (laughs) But I haven't played in a while. My Warlock is almost 100. Yeah, I don't know what I am. I think I'm just around 100 right now. But I've been bit. Yeah, she was doing things like getting married. (laughs) Um, Ben, anything else? There's something, like, on the tip of my tongue, and I can't... A canker sore? Ah! No, uh, if I remember, I'll bring it up. Uh, Oh! Got invited to a press screening uh, to see... Stronger. This um, is what you have seen, not what you're going to he see. He saw an invitation I'm s- to Stronger. I'm super <laughs> excited about this invitation that I saw a couple days ago, and I'm just super excited about going. So Jake Gyllenhaal will be there. Cross that off my bucket list. Seeing him in person. <laughs> it's a weird Jake Gyllenhaal. You mean well, like, ex-boyfriend to Taylor Swift and future <laughs> podcast guest? Yes. Awesome. Uh, ben, he his name is Stephen McHattie. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal is? No. <laughs> uh, and he is Vaughn in The Strain. I don't think he's been on the show for a couple years. Yeah, like, like, I'm I'm not remembering him. So but if, you, if you looked up his face, you'd recognize him. He's one of those guys. I'm How interested to it? see why they decided to change the end of it. He's Hollis Mason. In the Watchmen. There you go, that guy. The old Night Owl. Oh, yeah, okay. I didn't know he was in The Strain. I totally forgot about him. Okay, yeah, okay. Anybody else? Uh, I just wanted to say last week I told everyone to watch Carmilla, but I didn't actually say what it was about. So I just wanted to say that uh, it's a supernatural dramedy where it's set at a college, so it's based on this old book. 
or I guess I don't know if it's a novella maybe but anyway it's based on stories teenagers romance lots of fun relationship stuff the end but I went to watch it and but it's all told from the webcam perspective what's a mudcam webcam oh webcam yes but um but the only other thing I watched this week was I watched the last like the live action Cinderella because I realized that I never posted my review for the live action Jungle Book so I needed a companion for my double feature and <laughs> Cinderella wasn't a movie that we had growing up out of all the Disney ones just for some reason we didn't have that one so I never realized until now how dumb of a story it is <laughs> but it's like okay so like the main crux of the story is that like her shoe falls off <laughs> but it fits her foot so perfectly that it's the only foot that can wear it. So how could it fall off her perfect foot? It it doesn't make sense. And then you go around trying to fit it on everyone. In like the prince in this version, they were like showing him trying it on super large women, black women, eighty year old women. It's like, did you not look at Cinderella when you were talking to her? How do you not know that she was at least a very skinny blonde girl? She was super <laughs> plastered that night. Clearly. <laughs> it's like it's just such a dumb story. And I don't know. I didn't really care about this version either. Like we watched Ever After a lot when I was younger. Or maybe not a lot, but a couple times. And I remember finding that way more enjoyable than this one. Like everyone's just like a super shallow character so yeah Kate Blanchett was great eh. like even her I would just wish they had given the characters more to it like they kind of hinted at mo- her motivation more than the others at least but in the end like her final line to Cinderella was just so stupid she's like she hated her because she was nice I think I like that more than I like the jungle book to be honest with you well I didn't like either so double loser John? Um, well, I did not watch hometown hero Sterling K. Brown win an Emmy last night for the fantastic NBC drama This Is Us, but I saw about it on Twitter, and so... Does anybody it. else watch that show? Nope. I don't nope. either. I need to start watching what? it. What? You I've just said it's face. fantastic. <laughs> How do you know it's fantastic? Because everyone I've talked to has told me it's fantastic. Oh, no, John. Like, I no. haven't heard a single bad thing about this show. And so... I've heard um, it's parenthood light. And the whole thing that hooks everybody is... It's... You want to find out how Jess from Gilmore Girls dies. That's the whole point of the show? Jess dies? Basically. Um, that doesn't bother me. Hey, Parenthood was a great film, so... Show. I don't know. Show. We're talking about the show. I apologize. It was also a film, technically, before. It was. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, shout out to Sterling and Kate Brown. Um, you should come on the show. Anyway. Um, did anyone actually watch the Emmys last night? I did. I watched most of them. I was walking by when my folks were watching it, and saw <laughs> Julie Louise Dreyfus just totally make fun of Trump with... Uh, that was, that was kind of- yeah, I didn't watch it all. Just curious. Um, so, in terms of things I did watch this week, um, me and my buddy Rashank, shout out to Rashank, uh, watched Baby Driver and John Wick in a double movie marathon one evening. Um, first John Wick or second? First John Wick. Um, I was kind of... Here's what I'll say. For ba- Baby Driver, I no liked... No spoilers. Bu- yeah. Above average movie. Really original story. But, like, not, like, amazing. Like, I think really overhyped. Good movie. Like, highly would recommend. But, like, 
Ben's gonna murder somebody today. <laughs> just my list keeps growing. Just I just I, I just, just keep like, talking, John. Just keep talking. I, I just didn't see how it was like ninety six worthy on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever it is. Like it's a great movie. It's really but a, a ninety six really cool. on Rotten Tomatoes mean ninety six percent of people thought it was like an average movie necessarily. It doesn't mean that they think it's well, a, I, I don't a like, plus movie. I really don't like. This Rotten is the tomatoes. flaws of 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 uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Says the person who has a flawed rating system themselves. Hey, it happens. Well, the thing the thing I don't like about Rotten Tomatoes is that a mixed movie, like if you're mixed about it, like it wasn't good, but it wasn't bad, that counts as a bad review. I just I don't like that. Fair enough. So yeah, um, Baby Driver is still a great film, so definitely re- recommend it. Is it good, yeah. great, or okay? Which one is it? <laughs> it was an, it was a good film. It was good. It wasn't like okay. amazing, but I definitely understand the hype, the attraction. I guess I I, I understand part of the hype. I guess I'll say. Um. Anyways, um, John Wick, the first one. I don't know above average action film but i wasn't i was really tired also when i watched it so that might have also contributed to that but maybe you just don't like puppies because you're dead inside (laughs) (laughs) no i thought i mean that whole concept i think the first part of that movie was awesome but then it just kind of when the dog gets killed awesome when they killed the puppy (laughs) (laughs) the first part of the movie where the dog gets killed was awesome (laughs) (laughs) no the whole like building building the character and building the story and just like at first, you're kind of like, wait, is this honestly his motivation? And then you're like, oh, wait, this is his motivation. And you're like, oh, that's awesome. Um, that yeah. would be my motivation. Isn't, um, <laughs> Zach, wasn't it you and I who were talking about, like, how cool it would be to have a show or a movie just based around that hotel? They're, they're making one. They're oh, making, really? Yeah, they're making one. Yeah. Wait, what? The Continental, yeah. yeah. They're, they're produ- it's, I don't think they started shooting it or really cast any, but I'm sure Lance, Lance Reddick, Reddick is going to be in it. But, and um, probably Ian McShane, right? I mean, oh, mm-hmm. I would hope so. Maybe. I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. Is American God supposed to only be one season? or? No, that that's getting more than one season for sure. The way they ended it, it's definitely going to do more. Okay. They're, they're developing a show, and I think they'd like the show to be out by the time the next one comes out in 2019. Or 18? 19. It just got announced. I think it's 2019. Yeah, so I would say, though, that the thing that I watched this week that impressed me the most was American Vandal on Netflix, which is a... Is that the one with all the penises? Yes, it is the one with all the penises. (laughs) Um, So if you were to watch the trailer to it, it would seem like it's partly produced by Funny or Die. And it would it would just seem like a like a short or something. So it's like a parody of like the true crime uh, serials that like um, got really popular on Netflix, Netflix and like NPR and podcasts and stuff like that. So like serial or making a murder or that kind of thing. Um, except this context is this teenager who has like a reputation for being like a terrible student, terrible like person in the school is accused of and expelled from his high school for allegedly drawing penises on like the entire staff like all the cars in the staff parking lot or whatever um and these two student um reporters who work on the uh school news channel with him go about trying to like 
debunk it and trying to prove his innocence and they think that he was just expelled purely based on his reputation and they're trying to like poke holes in it and it's super compelling and i think actually and it's super addicting i haven't seen making a murderer or i haven't listened to serial but i am i found myself engrossed i was watching all the way up till a wedding that i went to on saturday and when I got picked up for the wedding, I watched the ending in the car because I just I, I needed to know how it ended. Um, so you finished the show? I did finish the show. So we're um, not going to have to hear about this for the next three weeks? No. Well, no, because Just for at the least the next show. 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> how many episodes are there? Is it just one hour movie? Um, No, no, no. There's It's a, it's a series. Um, okay. That was a good question, actually. It's at least eight or something. Okay. Um, but I think the thing that I was thinking about that makes it, like, super compelling, besides the whole, like, mystery aspect of it, is the fact that um, it's told from the perspective of, like, teenagers. And so, like, it's almost like a documentary about making a documentary. Um, and it's a documentary about making a documentary from the perspective of teenagers and high schoolers. And so it's kind of cool because you see them try to be super professional and map out all these storylines and that and all these plot lines and all these uh alibis and that kind of thing and it's just it's it's fun to watch these guys quote unquote pretend to be real journalists kind of um because they take it so seriously um and it reminded me of like some of my students and the kind of stuff that they were able to do last year and the years prior um and at the same time it's hilarious like it's absolutely fucking hilarious like, one entire episode is pretty much devoted to proving whether or not um, a witness is trustworthy based on whether or not he lied about getting a hand job from the most popular girl in school. And, okay. and it, oh, oh my gosh, it's, yeah, so it's brilliant. It's a, it's a very good parody of that kind of genre, but then at the same time, it actually ended super thoughtfully and like it actually had a really good message and i think if anything it probably portrayed like teenagers in that realm of culture like more accurate um than like 13 reasons why or uh atypical or any of the other like new teenage shows <laughs> on what Netflix. the hell was, was that? there just like a bird flying through someone's room <laughs> That was my uh, reaction to Atypical getting mentioned again. Um. <laughs> I thought maybe you had accidentally cut off an extremity or something. No. Um, well, I've heard great things about it. I look forward yeah. to watching it soon. No, definitely. I thought that noise sounded familiar. That's what it's like every time Zach mentions Mother. <laughs> Zach, what did you watch this week? I watched Lauren get married. Whoop, whoop! Yeah! She looked very pretty. Thanks. And uh, it was a good time. Yeah. Only had one rock thrown at me, so that's good. Yep. That was yeah. good. Nothing to worry about. Went out without a hitch. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like 20 or so people didn't show up because of all that stuff. But, you know, I'm okay with the less people I have to get married in front of and speak in front of. So. And you walked out to, what, the Star Wars theme, right? No. <laughs> Superman. It was the wait. It was the theme from Deadpool trailer, right? Exactly. Oh, Superman. 
I never noticed until I saw that your engagement picture up on the Jumbotron that you have the C on your jersey and Kyle <laughs> yeah. is stuck with the A. <laughs> I did that on purpose. <laughs> I know you did. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's literally all I think I remember really watching last week. So it was well worth it, though. Ding. Zach, uh, I am kind of salty that we didn't get some frozen custard this weekend. I'm sorry. Family. Plans. I hear you. I hear sorry. you. Yeah. I'll be back in Christmas time. All right. And he'll good. be sure to ignore you then as well. <laughs> good to know. As long as I get a heads up that I'm getting ignored. That's okay. Um, well, we're going to get into Mother now. No. We're, we're going to do a couple quick reactions from everybody, and then let's get into spoiler territory so we can just talk about this crazy movie um, without holding back on anything, because I'm pretty sure some of you don't want to. <laughs> Um, I can't wait for Lauren's reaction. I'm, I'm. I know Lauren. Well, I heard you're the only one I don't know. So you're gonna start us off, John. John, what'd you I'm, think of Mother? Um. So, I think that the thing I posted right away in the theaters, as I was as the credits were rolling, was all I can think of is this is a Dave Stone type movie. Dave Stone was my campus minister in college. Um. He was a very important person in my life he was a big mentor for me a big spiritual guide to me um but he also like culturally was a huge film snob and loved like terrence malick films and a big music snob so he introduced me to the national he was essentially and he was really into sufi and stevens he was essentially the definition of a christian christian hipster except without like the fashion and the like clothes he looked pretty normal um if a but girl yeah. listens to Soft Chan Stevens, are they religious? I was going to say, Is I listen to it, and I'm not religious. Okay. Not necessarily. All right, all right. I just want to know, that, that that would have been very important to know when I was in college. That could have <laughs> helped but me like, avoid chasing a couple of girls that didn't work out for <laughs> those reasons. Like, I think... I think in terms of, like, I think a Sufjan Stevens concert is, like, a Venn diagram between, like, hipsters and, like, Christians, and then there's, like, a small demographic in between that... But I'm like neither of those, those things. Untrue, Lauren, if you listen to Sufjan. <laughs> untrue. Nuh-uh. Um, I don't regularly. There was a, Occasionally he'd have a song, like, I think his music was on the um, Little Miss Sunshine soundtrack, and... Mm-hmm. So it's like here or there I have a sprinkling of his music, but I did not go to a concert. So I guess I don't fit into your Venn diagram. Fair enough. Mother. Um, yeah. So like super artsy, super ambitious, um brought up a lot of things that I'd like to think about and like things that I'd like to revisit, but I totally get that's not for everyone. And I think if you have any sort of like religious background, especially if it's like a Western Judeo Christian kind of background i think you probably should see this movie you didn't tell me if you liked it or not what i gathered from your review is that movie snobs like it is that right zach movie snobs like who did i i didn't say anything no it it polarizes like it polarized a bunch of critics (laughs) like there are some critics who are like oh yeah this is like a masterpiece by aronofsky no i was calling you a movie snob zach because john said that movie snobs would like it oh are your friend that's a movie I'm in the middle of the row. I like everything. Um, 
do you though? <laughs> I I appreciated it, but I appreciate it. That's why I'd say appreciated it. Okay, yeah. I look forward to hearing your further thought, Lauren. Um, my review would be that uh, mother throws everything, including the kitchen sink, into a dumpster <laughs> and then lights it on fire. I think the only thing that had more stuff in it this year that I've seen so far was the music video for Look What You Made Me Do. <laughs> it's just, uh, it, a lot happens. Not a stellar in, endorsement. Not a stellar endorsement. In, okay, we don't need to talk about T-Swift over here. but <laughs> like, Good video, just, good song. I went from just being like, what is like going on to, why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> it, it got rough. <laughs> So, no, I would okay. not endorse this movie. Ben. Oh, I want to go last. Zach, you go ahead. Ben. Uh, Fuck this st- movie. The yeah. end. <laughs> so, I don't think I've ever left a movie as angry. Like, I was physically shaking. <laughs> that I wasted my time on this movie. Like, I, I really wanted to leave about halfway through. I just wanted to leave. But I couldn't. Because you assholes wanted to do this movie. So I stuck... Oh. God, it's so awful. So you wanted to leave before the movie went off the rails. Because it was so boring. And then it got worse. Go back it's to like, boring. This is the this is a movie showing that I think I saw the most like bathroom breaks from everyone. There wasn't that many people, but usually people don't take I that many people. bathroom breaks to get away from a movie. <laughs> I saw Remind like six me? or seven people leave out of like 20 people in the in the theater. Remind me about bathroom breaks when we get to spoilers. Okay, now <laughs> hold on though. When people say it's artistic or it's an artsy movie, I'm just going to say my cats leave more art in their litter box. I'm just... God, I hated this movie so much. The cat we have misses the litter box, so I can't comment on that art. We'll cut you off for now. You'll have Ugh. plenty to ramble on in spoilers about, I'm sure. Oh, God. Um, well, I'm <laughs> the odd man out again. Um, I thought it was I thought it was incredible. I thought it was the best movie I've seen this year. And I was basically floored by it from start to finish. Um... The, the off-the-rails moment, when it, the movie's third act, basically. Um, I had no idea it was coming. It was incredibly well executed. And the movie is basically Aronofsky at the top of his powers, which is no. something we should all be excited about because he's one of our best-living directors. Also no. Um, but, yeah. Um... Before I jump into spoilers, uh, what does what's everybody else's opinion on his other films? I have his not, other films are I have in re- reverse chron- hold on, I, reverse chronological order is Noah. That was awful. Okay. Anybody else have an opinion on Noah? Never saw it. Don't see it. John, I haven't seen any Aronofsky films. Really? This is your yeah. first one. This I might not have seen film. any of them either, but listen. Okay, list them, wait, just, hold on. Does see. looking hold on? Does looking up the lesbian scene in Black Swan count? Oh, no, it does not. <laughs> okay, um, I haven't seen any Aronofsky films then. Okay, so Noah Black Swan was before that. 
Nope, oh, I haven't seen that one. I have seen it. I ben, like that. Ha- That's the only one of his movies I think I like. Ben, did you you haven't seen that one either? Nope. I what? think you'd really like Black Swan. Yeah, ben. that one I will say give it a go. But it's from the director of Mother. But it's, <laughs> it's also much better, and it's you can understand it. Does it does it make sense? It, yeah, there is it stuff up for interpretation, but definitely far less confusion than this one. Okay, um, before I, I that, hate that it's open to interpretation. No, I it's just like that. a little part of it is open to interpretation. Okay. Like you get a okay. full story out of it if, if you don't want to think more on it later. Okay, that's fine. Then. The the supernatural element of Black Swan can be questioned. As Spoiler! I didn't know that. No, it's it's very clear there's something crazy going on in that movie very early. I've seen the trailers, um, so I didn't know that. Before that is you hadn't seen the movie. You can't yell at me. You wouldn't be watching it if we wouldn't be convincing you to do it. Still not um, watch it probably, but okay. Before that was the wrestler with Mickey uh, Rourke. Okay, seen that. I actually kind of like that. Okay. Well, Nobody everyone else saw that. like like the wrestler was like critically like a, like no one didn't like the wrestler. I feel like. Did you? But you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, but like, <laughs> um, the Fountain, which is one of my favorite movies ever. See, I remember liking that, but I never watched it again because of how much most people hated it. <laughs> I have not seen it. Um, Requiem for a Dream. Have no, I put it. that one off because everyone always says it's super depressing. Yes, and if you haven't seen those, I'm assuming none of you have seen Pie, which I have not seen in since in like 15 years probably that was his first film nope i I haven't haven't seen seen any of his remaining ones okay but there is there is a long excerpt from it in a song off norma jean's first album bless the martyr kiss the child and it's like super moody and super ominous and i feel like matches a lot of like the tone of aronofsky's film so yeah that was me just wanting to name drop norma jean i'm still not over the fact that you looked up a lesbian (laughs) scene from black swan (laughs) dude no but seriously it got like not just for the fact that it was a lesbian scene, but for the fact yeah, that sure, like, it that's was not Mila Kunis and Natalie Portman, and like in a lesbian it was, scene, it was super. It was super long too. It wasn't. Just like the kind of Are you talking like, about your like, penis no, it, now? No, it was. It was getting a lot of hype, right? Like the scene itself. I think. I think the fact that it existed, people were like, "There's a sex scene in it." Was I think that that was made clear to like on the internet but i think the movie is what was hyped <laughs> yeah the not, movie was um, the dancing the soundtrack like the i would argue there's a there's a better sex scene in the movie where it's just natalie portman and not in a sexual way it's just like the the, wait, the wait, kicker i'm sorry there's a sexual scene that's she better, masturbates but it doesn't have sex she pleasures herself, but oh. the the kicker of that scene is one of the freakiest things I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> hey, okay. okay, pause. I'm not going to be able to defend myself, but really, I just I think <laughs> the thing that I was intrigued by was the idea that you've got two super mainstream, recognizable <laughs> actresses who are going to someone be get John another shovel. <laughs> oh, you know, you know, John. This is perfectly fine. You don't need to defend yourself. I was just making fun. <laughs> No, I know, I know, but like I, you're like, human, I still, John. I I also want to bring it up for the sake of like Mila Kunis and Natalie Portman. Like that could have been a make or break for them, you know. Like 
a lot of times those kind of like scenes are really taboo or whatever and i mean they if anything it helped their careers tremendously too so so i don't know mila kunis i don't should have came out higher on the other side of that movie i think what she's Um, in one of your favorite movies Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point, um, Lord. Fair point. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into spoilers. I'm going to let Ben go off when we start spoilers. So, <gasps> okay. spoilers! Okay, so I, I wrote down this list of why, and I titled it, <laughs> Why Mother Might Be the Worst Movie I've Ever Seen. Okay, okay, so first painfully boring until the last 15 minutes the majority of the horror was jennifer lawrence being upset about a party at her house oh no these people are breaking stuff in my house that's that's upsetting that's not really scary it's kind of like okay these people are assholes I, i feel you the ed harris and michelle pfeiffer scenes have absolutely no bearing on the rest of the movie false like yeah, I don't. I ugh, the time jump. They don't, I didn't they like don't, the time jump. They don't do anything, and then False. so many unanswered questions. Yeah, John remembers it because they had sex. They, <laughs> no, 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 that's not why. That's not why. Okay, they are important. Anyway, they well, are well, important. Well, well, you all in a second. Hold on. Like, hold on. You go ahead hold on. Let me that. let me keep going. So many unanswered questions, not limited to, but including, what's the deal with the gem? The gem just fixes the house, I guess, and is a heart. Also, that was, like, did anyone not expect that to be the ending of the movie? I knew that was going to happen. Well, you, soon you as knew she was going to die because she's brought back to life in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Okay. And the, so, the did, actress, we, did we though. also predict well, the ending, like, super early on? I predicted like, I, it once Javier Bardem let go of it. Like, okay, yeah. I, I felt like, I felt weird feeling like the movie broadcast the ending like super super early and i was kind of waiting for it but to be different okay like, okay you hold, you, hold you knowing the hold ending on. of the movie is like guys i still it, got you have no idea what was going to happen between the beginning and the end i still have more questions though hold, hold on <laughs> ed harris's wound there's that scene he's in the bathroom and Javier Bardem covers the wound. Yeah, what was that? Okay, so to me, all right, I all right, guys, all right, guys, hold, 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 hold on. I'm gonna, hold on. I'm gonna answer Jesus? all questions. Is no, this him John, we're Jesus? gonna save this for later. <laughs> but hold on, hold on. So, Let him go. Ed Harris. I feel like the stuff with Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer, it was gonna be like, from what I read, Aronofsky wrote the screenplay in like five days, so he was probably writing this stuff with them. He's like, shit, shit. Are you sure so it wasn't good. five so minutes? Good. And then he ran out of ideas. It's like, I don't know where I want to take this. What if the house turns into a police riot? And then a war zone? And then people eat a baby? Yeah, alright, done. But, so it just has no bearing on the rest of it. How? Uh, my other question is, how did him, or whatever the fuck his name was, share his work? It's like, I finished it. And then he gets a phone call. You did so good with the work! Okay, whatever. Why are... Why are the only two people who survived the explosion in the end the ones who were closest to it? Everyone else was literally incinerated like ash. Well, not Lawrence only that, but of... he wasn't even, like, he his clothes didn't even burn. Yeah, and Jennifer Lawrence was like, oh, I got burned badly, but everyone else is vaporized. Okay, anyway, what is Bardem's deal? Is he God? I mean... Maybe. How did how did and again how did it go from a house funeral to a rave to a riot? 
with police to a war zone with the military. And then, so this guy basically neglected her for months, ended up killing their baby, and she gives him exactly what she, what he wants at the end. Fuck that. Just I think that was that. more of her way of just like, please kill me, I want to get away from you in this movie. <laughs> oh, God. That whole... And that, that, I've got like 30 more questions I could go for, but I'm just, I'm going to stop there for now. Um, All right, so Ben and I got into this off <laughs> off our group chat a little bit. And I mean, I think, I think Ben's biggest issues with this film stem from he's taking it way too literally. Um, can it, I make a comment about that? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, this movie is a parable, and... The uh, hardest I did thing not was... learn anything from this movie. Okay, no, here's... Okay, g- great, great point. I learned not the to hardest... have parties with, without asking your the spouse har- or she'll the... blow your house up. The hardest thing with parables is that your ending is gonna, like... Your ending is gonna set the tone for what people take away from it. And I think for, for people who aren't, like, immediately bought into to the premise and the questions that this movie is trying to bring up and the illusions and the illustrations like a lot of these illusions and illustrations like maybe one third of the people who watch it are gonna like catch on to or be familiar with or whatever and that's that's a super ambitious thing to do as a director and still want your movie ambitious, to have this universal lazy imper- words um so insane as someone as someone who i think understood quote-unquote understood the premise and a lot of the illusions and the illustrations um i think the ending wasn't super frustrating because um as opposed to bringing up questions and like leaving up to the audience to think about like hey what do we feel about this concept or this idea or whatever aronofsky injects his opinion at the end and it's super depressing. And if you're telling a parable and your message is super depressing at the end, it's not going to be, it's really hard to be compelling television. Um, so to answer like some of your questions, like, so, and this is where I didn't have to use Wikipedia, but this is where a little <laughs> research on Wikipedia can help sometimes, guys. So the entire movie is based upon like the biblical narrative and it's supposed to like parallel the biblical narrative in various different ways. And so, Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer are supposed to be Adam and Eve. And so, Jeez, that moment... why does Eve always get what? a bad rap? Man, poor Eve. Yeah, yeah, that was actually kind of... That was actually... I did have issues with that, but... so like, But, that, I mean, isn't that... That's also kind of the fucking point of the movie, is, like... That's women, the big thing I took awful. away from... Yeah, men are awful, and I they treat women. women awful. <laughs> oh, no, men are awful, and treat women terrible. And, I mean, Eve is... In this film instance, if you're viewing it from that perspective, she's not a very nice person at all. No, she's um, a horrible person. But she's also the creation of so of Bardem and I think Aronofsky's on the record as saying that she was created by Bardem's him god person and the that's what the wound on Ed Harris was was the rib that they it's took the rib, out. Yeah. It was allusion um, to like Adam, yeah, yeah. Um, what? So well, yeah, no. The movie. All right. So, so listen. I don't want to get into. No, it. I, I, I understand. I understand the conclusions you're drawing. I just, what the actual fuck 
I didn't draw these conclusions. Okay, so these, in these that are instance, what he's though, saying about then it. the glass heart thing would be the apple because everything goes to shit after that. Yeah. So, <laughs> but then so, how does the apple come back? You—that's like, oh my god, that's like defending the sex scene in it and saying it was. A, oh my god, I can't even do this. So that—that right <laughs> that was. Here's another frustrating thing about this movie. I didn't get it until the end. Once the movie started going from like a traditional narrative where everything seems super realistic to, oh, okay, this movie's not realistic at all. I was just like, oh, that scene where, um... The toilet Edward monster? Michelle Pfeiffer went into the study and messed with the, the gem or whatever and, sh- like, smashed it. Um, that was, like, eating from the apple. They were prohibited from going into this very specific place. And then Javier Bardem and Jennifer Lawrence boarded up and banished them from it essentially so that was like well she didn't board it up just barred him okay fair enough she kicked them out though at the same time um uh that was the banishment from the garden of eden and that was sort of the start of a lot of shitty things that happened from there on out um and i think again i didn't understand that until all the, like, raving and, like, rioting was happening in the movie. I was just, like, it kind of hit me. I was, like, oh, that's what that scene was about. And it was just, like, I don't know. It, it was it was kind of nice, but then I had to catch up to all the imagery and illusions that was happening in the in the latter half or latter third of that movie. And it was, it was dizzying because then I want to go back and digest the other illusions. So then you had the fight between their sons, which was, like, Cain and Abel. Um what about so, yeah. what about them eating a baby? What Jesus. Who so, ate like, Jesus? Nobody oh, ate Jesus though. No, so there's, yes, there's you be- eat Jesus every Sunday if you go to baby. church. Yeah, but you they, don't like you don't break his neck and then hand out like actual pieces of so, person. No, yeah, but there's so there's the uh the terminology or the language you use during the Last Supper which is, like, the event that inspires the catechism and communion or whatever, is, um, like, this is my body broken for you, take and eat. And he actually says it. Yeah, that's actually not the only place he says it. He says it earlier on also in one of the Gospels where he says, like, to the Pharisees, like, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, like, you'll you'll have no part in the kingdom of heaven. That's a paraphrase. But it was one of those. It was one of those things where the Pharisees were like, "What the fuck is this guy talking about?" And Jesus was like, "Hey, this is me being the Son of God and being super confusing or whatever." And uh, <laughs> um, John, I don't. Yes. If you, if you, um, I'm, I'm don't want to cut you off. I just don't want to. Yeah. This, this stuff that John's bringing up, Darren Aronofsky is very open with that. This is exactly what he was. He was trying to retell that story. But what I think, and I agree with you, if if that's the story they're going for, and I don't think the bookends of the film with the crystal make a whole lot of sense. Um, uh, d- Mother Nature is supposed to be Jennifer Lawrence as well. And it can also be viewed as a climate destroying the earth analogy as well. That is another yeah. angle that they they have said the, the film could be represented and i actually think if you look at the film as both of those i totally can see it i think it he but this he is hit like, it right on the head this is like this is like when when people saw the room and and started laughing and 
Wise Out basically said, oh, it's supposed to be a comedy. It's like, you can you can make up shit after the movie's out. I'm not buying okay, any of this. No, 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 he's, think... he's not making up shit, okay? You're comparing this Tommy Wiseau guy who to literally one of the best filmmakers that is alive. He knows okay, exactly okay. what he's doing. I he... think, so, Ben, <laughs> I think regardless of whether or not you relate or um, connect with like the illusions or illustrations that he's trying to draw, which I, which again, super ambitious for an Aronofsky to try to make, which essentially alienates your audience when only like a third of them are gonna like understand it. Maybe like well, we're not stupid because we're not you. religious. No, well, yeah. no, and that no, that's what I'm saying though. But that's again, that's like a fault to him. Like, that's not saying that like only smart people are gonna get this. Movie. No, but here's saying, the thing. Here's the thing. I did not take the only time the bio- biblical stuff clicked in for me was when the baby was born, and they're like, "Here's the gifts." I'm like, "Oh, this is Jesusy." Um, well, I got it just with how much he was venerated. Yeah, yeah. but then, but then by the time they they were eating him, two minutes later, I wasn't worried about that anymore because they're eating a fucking baby, which is insane that a movie <laughs> was that would played on 2,600 screens had the balls to do that. So um, I literally was in the urinal after this film, and mm-hmm. a couple of guys were talking about it, and they were like, "You were in the Let's urinal." See. I was, I was like, at a urinal. He jumped so dove in, dove in, dove in, headfirst. <laughs> Fuck this movie! <laughs> I'm surprised Flush. that no. didn't happen in this movie. Um, and these guys next to me at the urinals were like, "So they gave birth to a baby, they passed it around, it died, and they ate his flesh, kind of heavy-handed." And that's the thing, like, when you draw these illusions and these analogies, like, and you're so over the top with it, the people that are going to click into it and are going to, like, recognize it, like, you're going to alienate half of them as well. And so, like, that's why I say it was an ambitious film, because he really, he went for broke with it, um, with the imagery and stuff like that. Um, But, um, let me tell my bathroom story real quick. The, uh, (laughs) so, uh... Man, was this the middle of the row after dark episode? Jesus. What I was referencing earlier. So, the, there was like six or seven people in the theater when we saw it. This, these two uh, older women were sitting in front of me. And they, they made it through the whole film. But one of the ladies got up basically right when Kristen Wiig shows up. So, like, right before all hell breaks loose. And she would, was gone in the bathroom forever and then she came back right as Javier Bardem was taking Jennifer Lawrence into his study. And I just was laughing at myself. I was like, what the fuck is that woman going to tell this lady that just happened while she was in the bathroom? Because it was literally the most insane thing I've ever seen in a movie, I think. Just took place over the last seven to ten minutes that she was gone. And I don't know. I got a real kick out of that. You know what I actually enjoyed was there was this woman sitting a couple seats next to me and like any time someone like messed with something in Jennifer Lawrence's house they were just like oh hell no no you no you didn't <laughs> I'm just totally... like hearing this like that's the that's the most enjoyment I got out of this movie it's just some I... sassy woman like no um, mm, no we're talking no, you about don't. the parables and allegories and all this stuff but I want to get back to. Did you say bit. parabells? Yeah, he did. did. <laughs> so, you know, like, the parabells, the two movie, bells. That's God, God raped Mother Earth. 
I mean, no, it started out as rape, rape and then she got it into it. It was a little it. rapey at start, but she, she <laughs> Which, that was more like I heat of the moment. I hate movies and stuff. If I'm going to be ticked off at someone, no, you need to leave me alone. I do not want to then have sex with you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and that was, so. I was more concerned about the time he fed people her baby. He didn't feed but him he there. He feed lost He just the baby. let them take it. Yeah. yeah. Here, so take our newborn son. Nothing could possibly go. Oh, he's dead. Well, that, that was, was God one of the... and Jesus for you. So, <laughs> yeah, that I think the movie's the a lot more. Jesus interesting... lived to be like what in his twenties? Thirty-three, forty something. Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Oh. Thirty-three. Um, the great line from Confessions of a Dangerous Line, uh, Minds. Uh, Jesus uh, was died and born again <laughs> by thirty-three. Okay, you better get so cracking. if the baby is Jesus, but no, uh, his mom was a carpenter. <laughs> No, he was a carpenter. No, no, his mom was a carpenter in this. Yeah, movie. his mom built the <laughs> house. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that's true. All right, I want to get off. I want to get off all of this stuff. Okay. I, I, I mean, it's there. Me, it's out me there. Too. I, I told. I, but I want to take a point to Ben being bored out of his mind for the first hour of the movie, because I was not. I was on the edge of my seat. I was right with that lady. I was. I mean, I thought there was a lot more to it than people just touching her stuff, but. Every, the, the way the movie was moving, every single... I, I was right with her. Like, what is happening? What's going to go on? What's, everything that kept on piling up was just built up to the that party. And I thought... I was right along the whole... I was not bored at all in the, the slightest. I so was on I, the edge of my seat as things just kept developing in the house. If I can, if I can like, tack onto that, because I feel like I was kind of... Uh, out of all of us, the most uh, middle of the row. <laughs> um, like, I get what you were saying, Zach, because I think, first of all, th- one of the things that has been uh, praised about this movie is the acting by Jennifer Lawrence. I think the anxiety and her, like, self-consciousness and just the character she portrayed of someone who, like, really cared for her husband but was very uncomfortable with everything that was going on like i think someone uh compared it to mia farrow in rosemary's baby which i never seen but i can it's now not kind very of rosemary and... i thought i think it, it felt like it might be something like that and i after seeing it i don't i don't compare the two very well okay fair enough um but i was i was super with her and i was super like um i i was so concerned for this character but at the same time, while half of me was concerned, half of me was, like you said, Ben, like, this is supposed to be a horror film? Like, I was kind of waiting for, like, it was just super stressful, but not necessarily scary. And for a movie that was penned as, or, like, promoted as, like, a horror film, um, that was kind of, that felt kind of um, unfair. That, like, to me, but yeah, you it was not a horror judge film. a movie based off its promotions. And I, yeah, it's like the it's like the thing I bring back to. Um, it comes at night. I don't dislike that movie because it wasn't a horror movie. I didn't like it because it wasn't a good movie. It wasn't even as a drama. I didn't like it either. That's my um, so. And that's I have the same thing with this. The I fact that Ben did not enjoy it comes at night and the first hour of this movie. The way it, I mean, it just I mean I think they're very similar in that how they're both incredibly effective at building tension through the characters. What tension? You're just I was ta- tense you're just the walking whole time. around in a forest picking up wood, talking to each other. We're not like, gonna relitigate that movie. 
Okay, I'm just but, okay, I'm talking then, about in this movie. Okay, so you're you're walking around a house. Oh, these people are in my house. I'm not a big fan of them. They're kind of rude. That's okay. I don't know. I don't want All people right, messing with I, my stuff. There was also the haunted house element of the movie that was working for me. Um, and the opening establishes that something supernatural is happening. And I was very engaged trying to figure out what the hell was going on with that as well throughout the first hour or so of the movie. I spent most of the movie I'm, just missing color. There's a lot of <laughs> dull tones. And, and music. Also, most important question of the movie. What was in the toilet? Apparently, Aronofsky, in an interview, said it was supposed to be Ed Harris's rib of some sort. But I don't know. That, that doesn't make any it sense. It made a noise. It looked like a little creature. Yeah, it, it did. Looked, it, it almost looked like her heart, sort of, too. Oh, that's just so stupid. That was a great little scene, though. I was like, what's going to happen? And then it just squirted and why, blood and ran away. Why did the blood melt things? So I think I think the blood... Because like so it was on the carpet and the wood beneath the carpet and all it that. It disintegrated I think I was the supposed... floor and the wall to this I think oil what... room. Who has an oil room in their house? People who want to set their house on fire when this people is not kill the their shining. <laughs> I think that what that was supposed to symbolize, Lauren, is like the sin of the original murder between brother and brother and sort of how, like, that seeps in and that stains, like, the foundations of humanity, who we are, and it ended up kind of leading to the end of humanity, kind of. And so, like, this idea that you can't really um, get away from, like, uh, the evilness of sin or whatever. What I find interesting, I was also finding interesting was after the fact is like what happened the previous time and how many times has this been reset yeah i wanted to know if bardem like was aware at all that it was repeating yeah because he they did mention early in the film that he didn't remember the house burning um no he did very much remember losing everything in a fire yeah and he also he also like when the um what but he didn't say the, when it was like crystal, a kid or something. But when the crystal breaks, he gets super upset. Mm-hmm. I think, so, yeah, why would he be upset to... if he didn't remember where it came from? Yeah, yeah. I guess I get, that's true. I don't know why I'm defending any of this. Um, <laughs> one thing that I think was... So I think that that kind of brings up like one of the main questions that the movie's trying to pose is what do we think about the nature of who God is? Like, if God to a He's certain an extent, asshole. Yeah, <laughs> if, yeah, exactly. If God to a certain extent... A charismatic like, asshole, but an asshole. So yeah, he's he's shown as being this super forgiving, super allowing, uh, omnipotent being or whatever that just lets us as humans get away with the most terrible shit. Yeah. Whether super forgiving until he releases the flood. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it was those like, people on that bench that released the flood. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> whether it's, it was a like, sink. <laughs> letting us uh, environmentally abuse the earth or abuse each other like like Javier Bardem is seen as constantly being forgiven and that that I actually thought was one of the most compelling parts of it like you would think someone who's completely gracious or whatever you'd think that'd be like a positive quality or a quality to admire but D- Aronofsky really did a good job at like making that seem really despicable and, like, so what do we think about the nature of God, then? If he allows this stuff to happen, do we think he really is a generous, gracious God? Or do we think, like, he actually... Well, uh, I think he's pretty damning for... in how complicit he is in misogyny and allowing it to happen to Mother 
and um, that's what I was really connecting to while watching the movie, just how awful the women were treated in this film. Well, I guess her particularly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and... I wasn't, con- I was just distracted by things like, why can't she leave the house? Why is she never wearing a bra? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> which like I get which I also think was super like interesting because like again mother nature being this very pure simple like not really ornate um or ornate thing but like not artificial kind of um, was there symbolism behind Jennifer Lawrence calling people murderers and then getting the shit kicked out of her <laughs> calling them murderers yeah, was... as she's murdering them <laughs> Yeah, it that was, was a pretty nature. awesome scene. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Fighting back. What? That was awful. You like to see her get kicked in the face? <laughs> not her getting the shit kicked out of her. When she just started killing people, I was like, "Yeah, get him, get him." And that's um, symbolic of all the hurricanes we're having right now. <laughs> no, seriously. Like honestly, like no, it is. Like, I mean, she scorches the earth. She's literally scorching the earth to get rid of the humans. I mean, you can read it that way. I don't know if I like the whole that. I don't. Like like I said, um, the things I touched on in the review I wrote up. You touched I think on I'm like more fifty different themes in your writing. Then, well, I, I still I t- think I, my I theme lot, was the most prevalent. The... Don't have parties without your housewife or your your spouse's consent. That was very telling about you being housewife. I was, wasn't that what she was basically. What? A housewife. She just stayed in the house and did like whatever you yeah, want. But yeah, but no, that no, is she bad. didn't do whatever he wants. She had her own. She was trying to. She says it in the movie. She's yeah, trying she to wanted to paradise. cook for him all the time. She wanted to rebuild no, his house perfectly no. for him. But that's I, she like, was also created by him and made to do that. <laughs> Another and important question: What happened to the frog? I think he got okay. <laughs> God, I hate this movie, guys. <laughs> it's, it's so awful. So bad. one thing I do in terms of questions. Um, I was reading something, I think, Zach, you posted it on Thrillist or whatever. Um, mm. It was a question that Aronofsky got at the very end of the article, and it was about the yellow powder. Um, yeah, what was so that? So she kept, she kept drinking this yellow powder, she kept having these, like, anxiety moments or whatever and shaking, and she would keep drinking it until she got pregnant. And once she got pregnant, she took the jar and she threw it away. Well, yeah, because you can't take a lot of medications it. when you're pregnant. <laughs> Yeah. Not if you're Mother but, Earth, though. You can do whatever the fuck you want. So someone asked her, like, what... Or they asked Aronofsky, what is that supposed to symbolize? And he said, do you know what? It's got a very specific meaning. I'll let you watch it again and try to figure out what it is. He said after the third on. time, you'll get it. So, Ben, when you see the movie two more times, you let us yeah. know what it means, okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll get right on that. <laughs> okay, so if this movie is about God, why is it uh-huh. called Mother because it's not just about God. It's about, it's about the God treatment and the of mother and yeah. the nature of God. Um, so nature of God, environment of God, like anything but mother, mother yeah. earth, maybe. Ben, um, who saw Noah? Just Lauren? I did. Okay. So Noah, if you've seen Noah, obviously a biblical tale, but um, a much it's more straightforward also, Wait, it biblical tale. It's very, but it's also <laughs> he kind of reinvents it as a environmentalism allegory as well. Um, that's what Noah is with rock monsters that are awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, he's very much a he's very fired up about the uh, 
climate change and all that kind of stuff. So that is... I get where he's coming from with all that, but I, I don't have a good guess for what that yellow stuff might be. It's Pee. very sparkly. peeing on Mother Earth. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I will, I will say, like, one of the things that Zach really... Um, was into that I did notice was that the film, the filmography, the, the cinematography, excuse me, and the sound design and everything was, it was very intentional. So like the every time she put the powder, the movie is fucking incredibly well made. Like every time she put the, the powder that in the does. water, it did yeah, the when she it was getting the... all, when she had contractions, yeah, yeah. I like, I like that you could read that. You said you that... didn't like that in it. Oh, I wasn't saying I liked it here either. She just said I it was did just it. saying it. I thought Zach, Zach, I thought you didn't like it. No, I was the one who it. went off on it. Oh. Oh. Uh, um, I really liked, uh, so, like, every time, like, there were little hints or clues, and so, like, every time she put the stuff in the uh, glass, it made, like, the same, like, noise or whatever, and it, there was always, like, repetition like and, like, <laughs> stuff to... To kind of make you think, like, okay, what is this? What is the significance of this? The movie should win an Oscar for sound design. It is incredible. There was her putting her hands on the wall and feeling the heart of the house. And uh, like every time she saw heart. the heart, it was the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> I, I I will say, like, throughout, up until the very end, when it totally died and she, like, lost her shit, I was just like, this is the weirdest sort of, like... It, like, it changes the tone of the movie because it's so specific. Like, I would have loved, like, if it was just, like, a heartbeat or something more visceral but, like, veiled. But then I guess I kind of see what he was doing because he wanted to see the progression of her getting more and more jaded towards humanity. John, if you go watch all of Darren Aronofsky's movies, you will realize subtlety is not his forte. And it's very intentional. Plus, if they just did a heart, you would just take it as part of a panic attack. No, I liked how sure, you could like, view the all the party chaos, whatever you want to call it, at the end as like just like the pain of labor and going through all that. And um, I don't know. There's just so much going on in this movie, and it just baffles me that Ben was so bored. I don't think I was ever bored with it. I was just yeah frustrated, frustrated angry. Yeah, I was frustrated because I was so bored. <laughs> Would you have left the movie if we weren't reviewing it then? Oh God, yeah. And you would have, you would have, I, I would have felt so regretful to have missed the last third of this movie. No, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't have. have. <laughs> you know, no. you know what's not awesome? Watching people eat babies. <laughs> Everything can't be all roses and candy. I just know? watched, like, I watched it. Some kid gets his arm ripped off, and it's like, so I'm, I'm it like, it is like child's play compared to this shit <laughs> well it actually has a story so i'm not worried about a story i i like having stories it's actually i mean i would say there there wasn't a story there's here. a there isn't there's a plot it, it the movie keeps what is it it keeps going let's, forward the plot is let's see how crazy we can make things that's that's okay. what if shit went what, what if shit went sideways this time just, what about this time and this time yeah I just, one of my friends, I was explaining this movie to her without spoilers (laughs) or anything, but she said it best for me. It's like, one of the reasons I didn't like this movie was like, I don't want to go to a class that I hate and then have to do homework. (laughs) (laughs) No, and again, that, that comes back to sort of like, 
ambitious and not in a good way necessarily, but like in a like okay like I feel like if I would have been propositioned this movie um as like a producer or whatever, like I would have been like I would I feel like I would have the position of like a teacher who was like giving feedback on like an assignment like a paper a kid want to write. And I'm just like, "Okay, man, if you want to try to take it that way and try to make it work, you you go for it, but like it's you're setting yourself up almost for failure. It's going to be like really tough or difficult to do, because again, it like the subject material is only going to resonate with like a small portion of your audience or whatever. And then if you do it in such an over the top way, like you're going to completely alienate any audience member who is trying to give it a go. Yeah, I didn't so, read the Bible for a reason. I'm I don't want say, to be, to I'm be retold say to me that this way. With that example you get, you just gave, I it's basically if the student walked up to my desk, put a blank piece of paper on it, and like threw up on it, was like, "What do you think?" Oh my God, <laughs> there's so much, clearly so much more thought put into it than that. I do not see any of it. Well, okay. thought and thought and just like how stupid and crazy can I make this, but just, not. Okay, I, I, I will I will disagree with you there, Ben. I think there was intention, there was thought that was put into it. Whether that makes not, it worse. Whether yeah, no, whether or not it was constructed and conveyed in a way that made it com- compelling for all audiences, eh, I'm not sure if it was. He was not trying to make a movie that everybody liked. That's pretty plainly obvious. In fact, I'm sure he's happy you're having this. You're having a reaction to his movie, which is supposed to be an experience, I feel, as much as it is supposed to be a narrative plot. And I think he'd be happy with that you had an angry reaction to it. Experience doesn't mean good. An experience can be a great thing. It can also be a shitty thing. Very shitty. We're on opposite sides of this one. Um, We're at an hour. Does anybody have anything else they'd like to say? Don't see this movie. Lauren? (laughs) I agree. Don't see this movie. (laughs) Um, If you have any sort of religious inclination or background, um, I'm not guaranteeing that you will like this movie, but I think (laughs) seeing this movie for the sake of dealing with what you think the nature of God is um, would I don't, be an interesting movie to to think about. I would for your assume own religious system. people don't need this movie to ask these questions. They're probably already asking them. Uh, I would nah, sure. J- okay, John, you seem like a fairly open-minded religious individual. Do you not think that most people would completely be turned off by this movie that are religious? Oh, completely, yeah. Okay. I think so. Um, so you're recommending people <laughs> to see it I'm, who I'm, probably I'm, are going to hate it. I'm recommending that they get... One of the things that I really struggle with and that I think um, within my own religiosity that was like grown and strengthened actually was being made uncomfortable and like mm-hmm. how much you can get... Um, you can grow with trying to be uncomfortable and trying to answer these questions. And I think... Um, what we get is with this movie is a perfect example of someone who's, who has some sort of religious background, but not like a, maybe necessarily completely identical belief system, like taking the set of beliefs and essentially throwing it in those, um, those adherents face and being like, this is essentially what you believe. 
how can you believe this is good? Go. And so, I don't know. I, I think, like, if you don't respond to that question, then to a certain degree your belief system's useless because you're not you're not being compassionate and you're not interacting with people outside of your belief system. So what's the point of the belief it. system then? I appreciate so, that. Um, have you so, seen Last Temptation of Christ? I have not seen Last Temptation okay. of Christ. Okay, I would, hi- I, I would highly recommend that movie. I love that movie. And I think uh, that one's a little bit more kind of, a little bit less like artsy and a little bit more like kind of straightforward. Like, yeah. hey, what if Jesus didn't die on the cross kind of thing? Yeah, um, um and I would, I think you might really enjoy Noah. I think you should give it a shot. Mm, to no. all my, to all my Christian hipster friends in Toronto, shout out to Free Church Toronto. Um, you should go see this movie again. Not guaranteeing you'll like it, but you should go see this movie. But also, um. maybe don't go see this. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> just put your face against a cheese grater. Oh, just, is... just do that. Hey, yeah. can we agree on one thing? I think. I think the the acting jobs of Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem were the acting is great in this I think, movie. I think they did a fantastic. I would say job. I've seen her do much better. Michelle Pfeiffer was good. The rest were all. Eh. I don't I know if it's me. so much that I didn't think she Jennifer Lawrence was good in this so much as I just didn't like her character. Mm-hmm. Well, it's official. Lauren what? hates women. What character? <laughs> well, no, um, I hated Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, it's not bad to not like a weak woman. Like I don't like I the know. representations. I like women. I'm teasing. Uh. You're a champion of all women. That's not. Well, true, I don't but... think she was a weak <laughs> woman, though. I think I think that was the point. She was actually. I mean, she was this very capable woman. She was freaking like constructing a house. Like she redid a house. Yeah, but we never got to see much. her do that. We got to see her put like one swatch she of paint on a wall. wall. Paints. Oh, she whoa, smeared whoa, that paint. That's a no. Two swaths of paint. <laughs> that's true. See, that's a great question. Like, I, I, I just now remembered that scene, and now I want to go back and be like, okay, what symbolism was in that scene? What was he trying to convey? Um, yeah, that it's tough to paint. <laughs> then also, maybe you should get a roller, because clearly it's working better for that other guy later on. John, John. Yes, sorry. Go ahead. Zach. Would you watch this movie again? Um, I would watch it again, not in theaters with friends with whom afterwards I could have a very um, open, honest conversation, like I am right now, but um, about more about, like, sort of the religious imagery and themes and stuff. About. Very cool. Um, okay, I'm going to wrap it up. I don't want another hour and a half episode. I have a legit headache now, guys. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Lauren. If, if we could just never ever talk about this movie again I'm trying to stop talking great. about it And we will be talking about it When we talk about our favorite movies of the year <laughs> No Hey what, what, hey, what are we going to watch What are we, we going to watch next weekend I am on are top of that Kingsman? If you would just let me do my fucking job <laughs> Next Lord, week what, what were we watching Kingsman We are planning on oh, watching oh, okay. Kingsman The What's it Woo. called? The something circle? Golden, Golden circle. circle. Golden circle. And I'm really looking forward to the lack of like symbolism in this one. <laughs> no, Channing Tatum's country character is going to be full of Americana symbolism. This is true. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay Justin, with that. Is Justin Timberlake in this movie? 
I don't know, but don't spoil it if he is. I hope oh he is. Oh my god, that'd be so great. No, d well, for those of you who have seen the trailer, am I just No, I haven't he seen wasn't the in the trailer. Yeah, I don't think I saw him in it. The, so the reason why I ask is because he's not credited in it, but he would be the type of person I would imagine to be credited in the movie. He don't um, care, and he don't need credit. He's that's just not true. James Franco went uncredited for Alien Covenant. Really? <laughs> because sure. he died 30 seconds in. Oh, probably shouldn't spoil that. I was going to say, you you wouldn't let me text about that, but now you just go out and say it. <laughs> I'm cutting there's it out. Someone, so there's someone next in this week... movie who looks so much like Justin Timberlake. It bugs me. <laughs> Is it just because they're white? You're so racist, John. All white guys look alike. <laughs> Next week, we plan <laughs> on reviewing Kingsman the Golden Circle. You! I'm very excited for this. I'm a big I'm fan of the original well. Kingsman. So, Do you know which movie also had a semi environmental plot? The original Kingsman. It all comes full circle, guys. Don't what? hurt the environment, people. I just. Yeah, or, or Jennifer Lawrence will blow your house up. Hmm, my God. You know, for someone who doesn't want to talk about it, you can't stop talking about it. Well, that's because blowing up the movie was the best part of the movie. I love the credits. I'm Zach Oldenburg. <laughs> you can find me at, at Zach Oldenburg on Twitter. And you can find our writings, like my review, the glowing review of the Masterpiece Mother. And more Mother content is coming with uh, myself and Grant, the OG Grigsby, are <laughs> going to be are in the middle of writing a breakdown of that. And a uh, little spoiler, Grant is not as high on the movie as I am either. So I'm... Shocker. Uh, I'm, I got four against one now, it seems. Oh, but, and um, you'll have five against one because Kyle said this was probably the worst movie he's ever seen. Great. Hey, hey, hey. I... I had a, no, a semi-positive reaction. Yeah, yeah, but it's I'm, like a, I'm, it's like a four versus one and a half. You're not on the same island I am. You're yeah, like, you're you were go see this because you'll probably hate it. You're on the <laughs> I, you're on the island that Lauren and Ben are building a bridge to because they still like you know. So um, yeah, but um, yeah, Zach Oldberg, middle of the row. Nope, middleofrow.com. I'm Ben Grigsby. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Middle of the Row. Just remember, uh, we have a little Fez character on our cover. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at, at TheGrigsbyBear. He'll respond to your comments days later. It's great. I don't like Twitter. <laughs> I made it clear. And you guys are like, you need a Twitter. It's like, yeah, okay, but you I'll get notifications one. when we say things directly to you, and you're just openly ignoring them. No, I'm not. I mean, uh... some of them. Maybe. <laughs> Lauren, <laughs> plug your stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, I am Lauren. I am at Beware of Trees on Twitter, and we are on Tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com. Did John go? Is he gone? <laughs> No, John? I'm here. Uh, I'm John. Are you, you playing balls me. again? You keep vanishing. <laughs> Put your balls no, away. I'm not. I um, downloaded that on my phone, guys. So I'll have I'll have an opinion on that uh, next <laughs> time. Hey, uh, I tell me what your high score is when you do. Um, my high score is pretty <laughs> epic. Um, I'm John, by the way. I really like balls. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at 
at another Rahul J, and the J is just the letter J. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Middle of Row, so you can get updates for our reviews and our podcasts, and whenever Lauren wants to have conversations with herself. Also, um, if you hey, follow me I on have Twitter, I'm starting a- with other people too. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I complimented you today through that Twitter, John. This is true. This is true. So that brings me to my second point. Uh, I'm starting a campaign to get cast as an extra in the live-action Aladdin film. So if y'all can follow me on Twitter and make that trend, that'd be awesome. (laughs) This is all you have, people? If you get enough followers on Twitter, they're going to put your face in Aladdin? I mean, I'm hoping. I mean, it's worth a shot. They were doing like a global casting call. They would take in anybody to play. Aladdin. No, well, ev- no, every no. The main cast is already caught a cast. Well, I'm saying they were doing one at one point. Yeah. No offense, when John, basically but I the internet. Aladdin. Yeah, the internet basically <laughs> was like, um, "You're not casting white people in this movie." <laughs> yeah, except they did. They invented a white character. Apparently, that's okay. They can invent a white. You gotta character. throw a bone to the white people every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Cause they don't have enough bones going their way, Lauren. Um, don't talk too much about Aladdin because Ben's grumpy about that too. What, well, okay, not, like not for the reasons you think. I just, I just. Is it because like you this? never got to go into a cave of wonders? <laughs> okay, that's part of it. But the oh, other God. part is. <laughs> if only Ben was a diamond in the rough. <laughs> the the part I'm kind of bummed about is genie. It's like you can't you can't beat Robin Williams. You just yeah, can't. that's actually oh well, yeah, but it's gonna be he's hard. Will Smith around. is the is like the second most charismatic person on the planet behind Robin Williams when he was on the planet. So I'll take it. Um, and Guy Ritchie's directing. Can't wait. Oh yeah, because oh. he did so well with King Arthur. Oh, that was a good movie. Um, okay. Till next time. Remember. Yeah. The best seats are in the middle of the row. <laughs>